ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Man, this brings me back to my senior year in high school, Steve. Yeah, I know, right? I love this album. It's good stuff. I'd be like jamming to 93Q. <laughs> yeah, I was right there with you. Uh, Paul Abdul, Artist of the Day, because on this day, Opposites Attract, number one. Nice. 1990. Any day's a good day for Paul Abdul. It is. Yes, I agree with that. You know, I was listening to yesterday, Tevin Campbell. You remember him? Oh, I, I, yes. Round and round. Do you know Tevin Campbell was on Fresh Prince of Bel Air? He was uh, Ashley's boyfriend for a little while. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, how about that? Prince found him. So, as you uh, as you pointed out during the break, we have interviewed someone in the future. Yes. We have interviewed someone in the past. Yes. Uh, and now we're going to interview someone in our present. Yes. Tim it's Leonard. Like, it's like Scrooge. <laughs> it really is. Uh, Tim Leonard joining us. It is uh, It is 1.06 p.m. where Tim Leonard is, unlike our, our two previous guests. Uh, Tim, great to have you on, and, and we're going to talk some women's basketball with you. We're going to talk some men's lacrosse. Let's start with the women, though. And, uh, and last night, uh, you know, signature win. We hear that phrase all the time. This truly was Felicia Leggett, Jack's first signature win here, first-ranked opponent they were able to beat with her as head coach. How did it all go down last night? Well, the third quarter was a big part of it, for sure. I mean, they're down two at the half to a good UNC team. UNC is 11-2 and two on the season, entering last night when they were leading at the half. So, really, the concern throughout their games against other ranked teams to the point before last night was how they played in the second half, and specifically the fourth quarter. And the way they played the third quarter last night, they won the third quarter 31-14, to 14 and really just turned defense into offense, crashed the glass hard. It was kind of a complete team effort. You had 11 points from Fair in the third quarter alone and 10 points from Woolley kind of in the first five minutes of the quarter. She sort of started a lot of the scoring in the quarter and got the momentum on Syracuse's side. And UNC didn't really have any answers in that quarter. So you go into the fourth quarter up 15. I kind of joked when I did my pregame chat with Kyrie Carter, who is one of the assistant coaches, I said, you know, how are you guys going to kind of get the monkey off your back in the fourth quarter and sort of get one of these signature wins because that had been the trouble spot. And he was like, well, maybe we can just blow them out in the first couple quarters. Then we don't have to worry about the fourth quarter. And that's kind of what happened. I mean, they still were up 15 and had to play a good fourth quarter to close it out, and they did that. But the third quarter was really what turned the tide and just a really strong, complete team effort last night. You know, Felicia Leggett-Jack made the point afterwards that, you know, they're a little banged up at the moment. Tisha Hyman's not 100%. They're, they're dealing with some other injuries. How, how banged up is this team right now? Well, I think they're like everyone. I mean, even UNC was down two starters last night. They had a couple players leave due to injury. But specifically with Syracuse, uh, you know, Hyman's probably 80%. She did not play her normal minutes. She didn't start last night. She still did some big things for them, so it was good to see her back after missing basically two and a half games. You've got Asia Strong, who's usually the sixth player for SU, and definitely a rotation piece. Has been right around double figures in scoring throughout most of the season in terms of points per game. She's been out now for about three games, and we'll see if she comes back soon. I've heard that it's trending upwards, that she will probably be back by the end of the season, but even outside of that, you know, Sonia Wilson left the game due to an injury last night. Shai McEvans was out last night due to injury. She's one of maybe a deeper rotation piece, but has played in 
a majority of the games throughout the season as a big defensive leader for them. So there's injuries kind of across the conference right now. Even their next opponent, Notre Dame, they've got two more ranked teams ahead here. So hopefully you can kind of keep the momentum going, their road games. But Notre Dame Sunday on the road, and they're down a couple key starters as it stands right now. So I think everyone's kind of dealing with injuries, but that's definitely, you know, you could say if you're UNC, well, we were down two starters, that's why we lost. But Syracuse has their share of injuries for sure as well. You know, Paulie brought up the, the question earlier in the show. I do want to ask you, you know, he, he brought up the bubble and he said, does this win get them back to the bubble? And, you know, my understanding is that they, they still have a, a ways to go to get back to the bubble, but that, that was a, a big step in the right direction last night. Where do they stand in terms of the NCAA tournament talk? So I think they're closer than maybe you might think. I mean, now looking at Charlie Cream's bracketology early this morning, they moved to the first four out. So that's right on the door of, you know, still on the outside, but definitely firmly on the bubble. They were next four out going into the game last night and kind of the Monday version of the bracketology. He updated after the Thursday games and now they're first four out. So I figure, you know, you've got four more games left. Two of them are against ranked teams the next two years. At Notre Dame, which is the number 10 team in the country, you're at Florida State a week from yesterday, so Thursday, next week, that's the number 19 team in the country. Then you play Miami at home, which they're basically one of those teams that's kind of hovered around the polls all season long, still a very good team. And then at Pittsburgh, a team you beat earlier at home, and, and you should beat Pittsburgh. They've only won one game in conference all year. But you've got three games that if you get maybe – one or two of those, and then you go into the ACC tournament, you kind of do your job in that. I think we're talking about a tournament team, which has definitely been the goal all season, but this is as close as they've been to kind of right in the mix of the NCAA tournament picture after a win like that. They, they've basically just done what they have supposed to have done throughout the season. They've beaten everyone they're supposed to beat. The Really, the only game you could say maybe that they let slip away was on the road at Georgia Tech, but Georgia Tech's beaten some good teams in the league, and their record probably doesn't totally show how good of a team they are. So for Syracuse to kind of start to prove, all right, this is why we're not a bubble team, but we are an NCAA tournament team, is to start to do the things they did last night, which is beat teams that you're not supposed to beat, like North Carolina. I, I just think it's remarkable that we're talking NCAA tournament with this team, given everything that they've been through this program over the course of the last couple of years. And, um, you know, I think we were all excited when Felicia Leggett Jack got the job, but, you know, I'll be honest, me personally, I thought. NCAA tournament this year was a little bit aggressive in terms of, you know, can they actually do it with all these new pieces? How surprised are you, Tim, that that they are, you know, as you said, squarely on the bubble at this point, which to me is exceeding expectations to this point. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you, Steve. Even going back to just how they were playing at the start of the season, and they didn't play a, a whole lot of tough competition in the early goings, but you can tell that this team has just really gotten better basically every game. And you know, last night when you see the third quarter that they played where it's a total team effort, and Coach Jack after the game was talking to me saying that it feels like they're just coming together as a unit now. Before it was a bunch of players from different locations. You have eight new players. They're all sort of slammed together in, in a way, and it just wasn't really a team. Now it is a team. It feels like they're communicating on the court like a team. She said during the, some of the timeouts last night, the players are going up to her and the coaching staff and saying the things that, the coaching staff was going to say to them, you know, they're kind of picking up on the lessons throughout the season and really gelling as a team to this point. But I'm with you. I think throughout the season, my educated guess was that if it was anything around the NCAA tournament around this time, it would have been probably exceeding my own personal expectations. So 
for them to be right on the doorstep playing their best basketball of the season, even though they're fighting through injuries right now, it just feels like everyone is kind of buying into the team environment now, and the culture is really leading them to playing some of their better basketball plays. All right, let's switch gears now. Let's talk some men's lacrosse. And, you know, Syracuse picks up a 7-5 win over Vermont in the regular season opener. And, you know, somebody who might be a casual fan or not really a lacrosse fan might look at that and be like, man, they only beat Vermont by two. But that's a tournament team from last year. Um, you know, I think the line was only two and a half. And, and that, was a, that was a solid win. I mean, I guess if, let's start with your overall observations from uh, the season opener against Vermont. Yeah, I definitely expected it to be a close game going in, and you'll take a win in any way you can get it. My overall takeaway is that the game sort of played out maybe not exactly how I thought it was going to. Not that I thought it was going to be necessarily a high-scoring game, but for fans to maybe be a little underwhelmed after the game, I thought it was going to be because of the defense or even the face-off X position because Syracuse has a totally new player at the face-off X and Johnny Racusa going against one of the better Bogos in the nation from Vermont and Tommy Burke, but the Orange basically played to a draw at the faceoff X. They were just under 50%, winning seven of the 16 in the game, and their defense was what won them the game. And they've got a whole new goalie and Will Mark, who wins ACC Defensive Player of the Week after his first game. So there was so much chatter in the offseason and the preseason about how the offense has really come a long way. And the concern last year was more the defense down the stretch when they closed losing those last six games of the season. Their defense just had a lot of holes in it, and it was kind of miscues on communication on the defensive end. But all that looks great. So I guess if you're a Syracuse fan, one positive spin is you can say, well, if we were more concerned about the defense, then we probably should be, if anything, happy that after the first game, the concern is the offense because it feels like that's something that's going to get up to speed pretty quickly. Were you expecting this out of Will Mark? I mean, you know, transfer from LIU, and, and we had heard good things. We had Rick Beardsley on before the, the opener, and he was raving about him. Um, he came in, and I mean, he, you know, defensive player of the week in his, in his first game for the ACC, and, and, and he was fantastic. Is that what you were expecting out of him? I don't think I was expecting it. I mean, in his first game, there's definitely some question marks. I think everyone that I had talked to about him was saying optimistic things. There was definitely reason to believe that he's a big improvement from last year, even going into the game. But I think he exceeded any sort of expectations, considering he basically won the Orange the game. I mean, 13 saves, and the defense was good in front of him, but Syracuse needed to make some timely saves to kind of stay in the game once they weren't getting things going offensively. So even the way Gary Gate is talking about him, you can tell that he knows he's got a big upgrade in the goalie position compared to last year, and that's huge. I mean, I think you talk about the transfer portal and what they added, and there's so much of an influx of talent and a lot of youth has come in. But for Will Mark to come over from LIU, it's a big step up in competition. He did it at LIU. But there's always kind of a level of a question mark of how well it's going to translate over, and he looked great in that first game. All right, Albany tonight at 6, Holy Cross on Sunday. Uh, is this team 3-0 and come Monday morning? That's definitely the goal, for sure. You've got Maryland on the road on Saturday, a week from tomorrow, so that's kind of your first real test against Power Conference competition. Holy Cross should definitely be a win. That was a game... They won in the opener. Fans might remember last year, the first game of the Gate era. They scored 28 goals and won it 28-5. to Holy Cross is picked to finish towards the back half of their league. Albany is picked second in the America East. So you had Vermont, the America East favorite, last week. Vermont on paper is a little bit better than Albany. You beat Vermont by two. 
I think a good game tonight for SU would be winning it maybe by five or six goals, and that would be something that they're happy with. But Albany beat them last year, and it was kind of a weird game and a rainstorm. And, you know, they're kind of like Syracuse, where they're a young team that, if anything, it's just sort of brought back some players and gotten better and gotten more experienced and more used to the offensive system. So it definitely could be a close game tonight. I mean, it seems like when these two get together, it it's usually closer than you expect, if anything. All right, Tim. Uh, great stuff as always. We'll be listening tonight as Syracuse takes on Albany at 6 o'clock. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, enjoy the weekend. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk again soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Good chatting with you. All right, Tim Leonard, the voice of SU women's basketball, SU I, men's lacrosse. I did not actually chat with him. No, you didn't. I saw him this morning, though. I was over there setting up a little lacrosse broadcast. So I saw him. It counts. You can chime in on these interviews, no, by the way. It's, it's, not it's, today. Really, it's okay. Not I'm today. having a good day today, Steve. Yeah. Today's a good day. Yeah, it's not negative. We're having fun. You know, you hate puppies, we learned. <laughs> I guess it is a little negative. There's a commercial with Sarah McLaughlin in it, apparently. You'll have to shut that one off. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Ironic, because we were talking about yeah. the puppies, and her name popped up during that interview. All right, we're going to... Switch gears. We're going to talk Super Bowl on the other side. we got John Ryan coming up at 1.30. We're going to talk some prop bets next on ESPN Radio.